0: Brim, are you there? Yep. All right, let's do this. Oi! Hey there! Welcome back to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high-vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes, and I will give you a high vibe world. Well, today is interview day, which means that the 15-minute time limit does not apply. But I will, as always, try my best, but I can't promise anything, to keep it under an hour for you so that you guys can just divide the segment into however many increments of however many minutes work for you. My super special guest today is my friend, Brim. Actually, his name is Will, but the world knows him as Brimstone. Brimstone has had a successful and rewarding career that spans over three decades in numerous entertainment fields. He is a professional wrestler, a radio host, producer, actor, voice actor, author, musician, philanthropist, food critic. Um, he's done comic books and you know children's books and video games. He's a video game hero. He's been called a renaissance man by many, but more accurately, he's best described as an entertainment entrepreneur. And more importantly, this is the man who taught me how to podcast. You heard that right. Before I met him, I barely even knew what a podcast was, much less uh, how to start one. (laughs) But this past January, I learned from him. And because of him, we now have High Vibe Advocate. Pretty cool, right? So I personally feel like I have learned from the best because he is the host and the producer of Grindhouse Radio, which is a pop culture talk-based podcast with um, over 3.5 or 4 million listeners weekly, and it's been voted the best of Long Island. So I definitely learned from the best. Without further ado, I introduce you to my awesome friend, Brimstone. Hey, Brim
1: hey what's going on thank you so what a long intro what a long introduction <laughs>
0: okay, well, it's, wow not long enough because you're literally i mean if i were to sit here and talk about every single thing that you do that you have done successfully we could never we would have to be here forever like the rest of our lives wouldn't be enough, well so
1: well <laughs> forever is good forever is 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 wonderful okay. but, but, <laughs> but you're too, kind. Wait, you're too kind you're too kind you, you
0: the real question is where, how do you sleep? Like, when do you sleep? Do you sleep?
1: <laughs> I don't, I'm a vampire. Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, look, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, if you don't take a little bit of time for yourself here and there, you'll never, you'll never succeed in anything because, you know, you, you won't have enough brain power to, uh, to, to tr- truly, you know, get through the things that you need to get through. And, uh, every single day for me, you know, is an adventure, I have, Uh, a bunch of different things that are on my to-do list at any given point in time. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of work. People think that, that uh, you know, entertainment, oh, it's fun. You have a blast. And, well, guess what, buddy? It's it's work. It's a ton of work. Uh, you're constantly moving, constantly shaking. You have to constantly be um, in front of people. You have to have that smile on because people don't understand. Well, if you're in entertainment, why aren't you happy? Well, it's because I'm constantly working at all hours, <laughs> so day and night and you know, and, uh, you know, and, and in order to be a successful entrepreneur, you know, you need to be on it all the time. Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it's it's just a lot of work yeah. and um, you know the people that you see people that you see you know in films and on television and you know uh, you know radio and this and that and the next thing you know everybody goes oh you know they they just they made it overnight no no they didn't there's no such thing as an overnight success mostly everybody that you've seen has been toiling away you didn't see the last 10 15 20 years. That they've been working their rear ends off in order to, um, you know, get to the point that they're at now. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to stay there once they're there. You know, uh, you have to constantly uh, and consistently stay in the public eye and continuously rebrand yourself, you know, to stay with the times. Well, I hope I'm making No, sense. you are.
0: You know, you're like a real life example that one can be successful in multiple fields at the same time. And also that you can reinvent yourself at different times in your life, which is something that I talked about in my podcast, that it's never too late, you know, to start something new. So it's truly impressive. But how did you begin your career in the entertainment industry?
1: Well, I started, um, my mother, uh, who passed away about a year and a half ago, what do you call it, so... It's okay. I'm not trying to bring the show down, but I got to give credit where it's due. Um, You know, what do you call it? Uh, When I was uh, about five years old, five, six years old, um, she brought me to do, um, you know, commercials and so forth and led me to uh, being on Sesame Street and Romper Room, which, you know, for those of you who are young and don't know what, you know, Sesame Street and Romper Room (laughs) is. (laughs) They're old, uh, what do you call it? Uh, television shows. Uh, Sesame Street's still on, but they're all, you know, they're they're, you know, children's programming. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, I started my career about five or six, where I was doing commercial work and um, I was doing a um, uh, the stuff for Sesame Street as a child actor and uh, Romper Room as a child actor, and you know, I. My parents were divorced. What do you call it? My father was giving my mother a hard time about, you know, booking things, you know, where, where, um, you know, she had to take me on the weekends that were his. Or, you know, I saw him on Wednesday night. So if they, it was a Wednesday gig. You know, he wasn't too thrilled about it. And, uh, you know, it's it just a little bit back and forth. Not that he didn't want me to be in entertainment. But, you know, it was just, a, you know, well, it was my time. And, you know, my mother was like, all right, well, this is getting to be too much of a pain in the neck. And she stopped. So what do you call it? Uh, that being said um what do you call it i uh you know i i dipped out of of stuff for quite some time because you know i was it was a baby and uh I wound up falling in love with comic books and then, uh, you know, I wanted to draw, I wanted to be a famous artist. And, you know, instead I, I wound up going to elementary school and fell in love with drumming. And, um, you know, throughout my, my, uh, elementary school and my middle school, as you guys call it, because I call it to junior high school and, and most people that are your age bracket are like, there's no such thing as junior high school. That's when the dinosaurs roam <laughs> the earth. So <laughs> middle school or, uh, you know, uh, well-known, uh, around middle school. Um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, and throughout high school, I was drumming, uh, all the way into to college. And I went to school as a music major and, um, you know, I, I didn't finish college because I went out on tour drumming, you know, I was playing in some popular bands and, and, uh, had a lot of opportunity there. And, you know, and then I continued, you know, on my, my, um, I guess my story, you know, continued after that, you know, wait, mean, wait. it's, it's what, like, what, it's, bands, it's, it you, similar, you what
0: bands were you in? I, I, I had no idea that you were also a drummer. You know, I like, I love I my, for me, whenever I go to a concert, I love watching the drummers because I feel like the drummers are everything for the band. So that's really amazing.
1: Well, you know, we I mean, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, not only are we like the, the, the backbone of the band, you know, at the end of the day, we're usually the best looking too. I just got to <laughs> say <laughs> Well, I was then I don't know about now <laughs> but um you know like yeah <laughs> so you know I was in other uh, bands I was in who's laughing now uh Bugsy which was a Scott who Bugsy was Scott punk band um who's laughing now was like a hardcore um you know groove rock type um of a band you know we were doing we were who's laughing now was huge I mean, we were doing a ton of things together and um, we got approached by East West recording uh, label and uh, you know, they, they were interested, they wanted to do something with us. And um, you know, one of the guys in the band, well, I should say two of the guys in the band were, uh, you know, idiots, and they just were more, uh, they wanted to, to, to live in a van and, and do van life and, and not, quote unquote, sell out, where, you know, anybody with half a brain says, well, you know, if I'm going to be doing this, I need to make money. yeah. Right. <laughs> so- you know, um, uh, you know, I, I look at everything as a business, um, you know, whether it's fun or not, it's still a business. And, you know, if there's money to be made, you need to make some money. Um, you know, everybody has mouths to feed families to support. And, you know, that was, that was my deal. Um, so I got sick of a five way marriage. Um, and what do you call it? I got out of the music thing and I went into professional wrestling. Where I really, you know, that's where I really made my my name as Brimstone, and I've been Brimstone over twenty years now. Well, that's,
0: I mean, that's a question that I have for you. How did that begin? Like, do you go to school for wrestling? How do you become a professional wrestler?
1: Um, well, people do it in many different ways. Uh, there are people that do it in the backyard, which is not the smart thing to do. And I've always spoken out against that. Um a matter of fact, I used to do like the I did the Ricky Lake show. I did a whole bunch of different shows from way back when where, you know, I do appearances against uh, the backyard wrestling. But, you know, kids are going to be kids and they're going to do what they're going to do. So. Um, and unfortunately a lot of people got injured and and broke their necks and backs and so forth. And some even died, you know, from, from doing stupid things. Um, that's not to say that you can't, uh, that, 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 that can't happen in the ring as well. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you're putting your body at risk every time you step into the squared circle. But that being said, um, you know, I had been still in music at that point. Um, what do you call it? And I was... I wanted to, I, like I said, I wanted to break away from the whole band thing because I was sick of dealing with people who were going nowhere um, and they didn't want to do anything with their lives, you know, or at least that, that you know, with music. Um, and, you know, and I was like, you know, what, what can I do uh, that would basically be all about me? I'd be able to do it on my own um, and, and kind of build a business around it. And I always loved professional wrestling and so forth. And I was working at the time for the village. You, you're familiar with the village. Yes.
0: Boys? yes.
1: So the Village Voice had opened up the Long Island Voice, which was um, based here on the island uh, over in uh, Mineola. And, you know, I, uh, I had been approached by them and I was doing other uh, sales and advertising work at the time. And um, they said, hey, you know, we'd, we'd love for you to come in for an interview. I went in. Um, I wound up getting a, a sales management position. And what do you call it? Uh, since I was a musician, I was doing all the major clubs on the Island. Like I knew all the clubs, I knew all the, the bartenders, the bars, the, you know what I mean? And everything to do with, with music, you know, the stores and so forth. So, you know, um, I was an asset to them and, you know, I knew I'd be able to make some good money with the, you know, a good company. So I went in, I was doing some stuff with them and, um, what do you call it? That led me to do the Long Island Music Awards. I was one of the um, one of the announces for that, which was really cool. Um, way back when, that's when I met Joan Jett for the first time, uh, which was really cool. And she's like, yo, kid, you got to keep doing what you're doing." Blah blah blah. It was really funny and surreal. That was one of my first real, you know, uh, quote unquote, celebrity interactions even though i've had many before that that was the one where you know it hit home and so forth where it's like all right you need you need to push forward and and uh so forth and you know don't let anybody turn you know tell you no and tell you you can't do anything yada, yada 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 so anyway that being said um i what do you call it uh i was asked uh by the the powers that be um if i would be able to go with uh one of the reporters his name is bill jensen um, to go and do this this um, uh, it was a small convention, you know with with uh, a lot of older pro wrestlers and it was it was local um, and he was gonna go cover it and uh, they knew I loved wrestling and they knew that I enjoyed, to, um, you know, photography, because like I said, I, I do a lot of things, as you said, I should say, I do a lot of things. So um, I'd already been published, you know, in, in photography, and and I was like, all right, well, um, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. It's a couple extra bucks. And I'll, I love wrestling. I'll go get to meet a couple of people. So um, I went with Bill and, uh, you know, I wound up having... Uh, getting to meet a whole bunch of people, which later on in life are now my friends. Um, you know, what do you call it? Where I, I met uh, the Iron Sheik. Now, anybody who knows professional wrestling usually knows who the Iron Sheik is. And uh, Sheiky looked at me and goes, are oh, you look like you could be a wrestler? <laughs> you know, and I, I said, oh, right. you know, okay. You know, and he starts talking to me about wrestling. And um, His agent at the time, Snapshot, Eric Sims, um, what do you call it? He says, uh, you know, hey, you um, you know if you're interested and starts going into this whole spiel uh what we call a work um you know trying to get me to start training with Sheikh, and he's like uh you know you could come to georgia he's in atlanta so you could come fly out to atlanta and stay out here blah 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 and this is how much it would be but or you could fly him here and yada 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 i'm like whoa just just hold on a minute you know and uh i uh i was kind of trying to you know figure out what the hell was going on, and. Um, that's when uh, Brett Hart, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but Brett the Hitman yes. Hart is a legend in the sports world. And Brett says to me, he, he pulls me on the side, he goes, look, I heard, he's like, I'm on my way out. He goes, but I, I heard you going uh, back and forth with with uh, shiki and, and uh, Eric. Listen, if you're really looking to get into, you know, the business, you know, uh, here's my email. And just uh, back then it was AOL. Uh, you know, here's my email. Let me know if... Um, you know, if there's anything I could do to, to at least advise you in the correct direction. So I appreciated that. And it was a really cool thing and really nice gesture. And, um, you know, time went by, I hadn't emailed him and, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, I had seen an ad for a local school that was opening up, um, over in the, uh, Brooklyn and Queens area. And, um, it was called the Doghouse. So I said, all right, you know, I'm going to, Look into this, and I remembered. All right, well, well, Brett said to uh, let him know if I was going to look into doing anything. So I messaged him and on on email. Sure enough, he did get back to me, and uh, he told me what to look out for, you know. And um, we uh, we had a, a back and forth a bunch, and you know, I, I told him this is what it is and this is how it was, and and you know, he said this looks good, and you know, that was you know history, you know what I mean. Then I went to school there, and and I graduated, and. Uh, you know, and I, I was wrestling ever since. You know what I mean? Um, it was it was an experience.
0: And where does your name come from? Like, how did you come up with Brimstone?
1: Well, I always wanted to do something that was memorable and marketable. Um, because again, I come from a salesy background. So you know, I, I you know, in terms of entertainment, you know, you need to have something that is memorable, marketable, brandable. Things that. People will remember or that people will think they know you even if they don't. Um, and, and that was what I was looking for while seeking a name. So, you know, we were going to school and it was about an hour drive every time we wanted, we, you know, we had to go to class. So I'd be in the car with a couple of my buddies that, you know, were, were also training. And, um, you know, we would, we would be driving and I'd be coming down with, coming up with names and names and names. I started with a couple hundred names, got it down to a hundred then got it down to about 50, then got it down to about 20, got it down to 10. And in those 10, you know, that the, the brimstone name was still there. Um, you know, and then out of those last 10 names, I said, you know, I want it to be a tough name, a name that's not going to get there. We rent handed to them every single time, you know, and I uh, wanted something that was going to be tough and powerful. So that that's the one that shined. So I took it and uh, I've been brimstone ever since. And you know, and and obviously, even after wrestling, that was that's my name. That's right. what I branded. That's what I. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's the name, and uh, you know, there are other people that have tried to use the name, and unfortunately, I've had to hit them with the seat.
0: Are you there, Brim? I can't. Up oh, there, you I'm are. Okay, sorry, I couldn't hear you for a little bit. I was like, oh no, the connection. No, i I hear you now. Uh, yeah, no
1: i'm here i'm here what do you call it uh yeah no uh, in in terms of in terms of that like i was saying the the name itself um i wanted it to be a tough and and uh you know have a long-lasting um you know usage you know yeah. what i'm saying so uh, no, matter, no matter what i do i'm still brim i'm brimstone still. That's
0: what I've were you like, the so. good guy or the bad guy when you were wrestling? Are you used to wrestling today. I don't even know if you stopped or because I mean I think people still see you as a wrestler. So I don't I don't know if you moved on from that. If you're still doing that,
1: I actually um, I am semi-retired. You know the reason why I don't say retired is because you never you never say you know fully retired. <coughs> Sorry, I had to cough. Um, <laughs> I don't want to do it in your ear um what do you call it so you know at the end of the day um you know uh the the wrestling world um i'm not wrestling currently um i have taken time from wrestling i don't know whether or not i want to go back because i am so busy you know with the grindhouse radio and you know films and cartoons and comics and all that other jazz that you know it takes a lot of time and effort you know, to get in there, stay in ring shape, um, you know, spend the time to, you know, go to train and uh, then actually go out and work, right. you know, and, and uh, you know, there's just so much time in the day, as you know. No,
0: I mean, I know. Yeah, I wish that we could multiply it, but <laughs> it's kind of hard. <laughs> I haven't learned that skill from God yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I, love, I love the business for what it was. Um, the business has also turned, it's very, you know, just like any other business, you know, you get, and and this is not a knock towards younger people, but it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a lot of truth that goes into it in terms of, you know, um, people don't have the same work ethic as they did back when, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, and, and they also are looking to a lot of people use, try to use shortcuts and so forth and, and people also, you know, they don't understand that it's a business. So there's a lot of there's a lot of BS that goes on, not only in that, but in general, anywhere you go, whatever you do. But in professional wrestling, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that don't understand that it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> it's in it, and, and uh, what do you call it? Every everybody's out there to you know, or you're supposed to be out there to make money and to push your brand and to make sure that people are buying your brand. Because if you're they're not buying your brand, guess what? You're not going anywhere or doing anything. So they don't. A lot, of, a lot of the kids today, they're either giving their stuff away for free, or they're, you know. So why is somebody going to come and pay, you know, twenty dollars, thirty dollars, fifty dollars for an autograph or buy buy product if you know you go and and you can get it for free from you know two or three of the young. Um, it's 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 a it, it, there's there's a lot of logic to it. A lot of people are constantly doing you know, what we call high spots and, and, you know, jumping around the ring and, and, you know, they're not telling the story. People don't know how to tell a story anymore. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things about, you know, the new world of pro wrestling that I'm not necessarily crazy about. I love it for what it was, not necessarily for what it is. There are also a lot of talented guys and gals out there that are doing amazing work. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's just where you go, where you, you know, what you do. Um, and, and for me, I would love to get back in the ring and do something. I've been in in talks with a couple of different places about maybe doing, you know, uh, another run here or there. But again, for me, I don't, I I don't have the time to commit to something long-term. So what that means, you know, for the future, I'm not sure. I hope, I hope I'm making sense. No, you
0: are. And actually I'm really curious as to how anybody, like how do you grow within wrestling? Like how do you get affiliated with the Federation and stuff? Like how does that work?
1: Well, back when we had to do it, you know, it was it was a lot harder back when, uh, before the internet. You know, now everybody, you know, they they have, uh, uh, you know, an internet connection. They're out there, you know, pretending to be a wrestler whether they are one or not. Um, you know, and and for for me, I mean, I used to have to go um, and and look up on what they called a microfiche. I don't even know if you know what and that library? is. Like in the, the, oh the library. We had to in the library. Yeah. I used to to use that to go find from other papers and so forth around the country just to find out, um, you know, about the territories and who was running what and so forth. And, you know, and that's what I used to have to do. And, uh, you know, that's where I got a lot of my travel time. And I went and I worked all around the country, all around the world. And I wrestled, you know, for a lot of different, uh, you named the acronym and I've done it. (laughs) So, you know, it's just just essentially, you know, nowadays, anybody who has, um, you know, internet can go on and easily get um you know booked if you have any kind of talent whatsoever or even if you don't have talent you know the people are getting booked so um a lot of people you know if they could put asses in seats you know they get booked <laughs> you know that's what they call, they call them ticket sellers yeah. you know uh, they go out and they're like hey i, I have 100 friends that are going to come and see me wrestle you know and they might suck but they're going to get booked because they can get you know bodies in the seats um, you know, I, I, uh, I was never a ticket seller in that term. I, um, and, and honestly, you know, it's like, I wanted people to come out and see me because they wanted to come out and see me. And, you know, to this day, I still, you know, I, I'm out there. Uh, people come out, they, they come to see me, re- whether I'm wrestling or signing at a convention or, you know, engagement or whatever it is, people make their way. I see. I'm over uh, saturated
0: again this hello i'm not sure why it's like mute but I don't know if you can hear me i can hear i can't hear you i'm waiting till it comes back oh there you now now i can hear, hear you, you. Okay. <laughs> sorry and I'm sorry for the'm uh, no, listening to but it's, it's it's gonna be okay it's like <laughs> we're not gonna lose you <laughs> that's good Good. I'm here. Yeah.
1: I didn't go anywhere. What do you call? I'm here. I'm here. I even no, have I, the do not disturb, disturb on, me. so nobody, nobody can just. Me
0: either. I put the do not disturb on my end too. Um, no. Yeah. No. Long Island is a tough um, environment, right?
1: Yeah. Well, it's tough for anything. Long Island in general, the music scene on the island used to be phenomenal. The wrestling scene on the island used to be well, you know, phenomenal. It, it, everywhere every every genre used to be good now i don't know if it's because there's always things there are always things going on on long island that people aren't going out as often anymore um or if what do you call it, if it's because the um uh what do you call it there's just uh i don't know i or people are just lazy you know what i mean or if they just want to go and yeah and that's, that's more that's more what's going on i think I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, and, and it's funny, I mean, people are self-entertained, they don't, they don't go out and, and, you know, socializes anymore, where, you know, back when, everybody would go out and socialize, you didn't have the computer, you couldn't easily sit and message somebody, you know, when they're sitting across the damn room from you, you know, it, it's, it gets to be, you know, um, we're, we're coming into like a very anti-social uh, world at this point, and I'm not trying to sound like my grandparents here, I'm just, you know, yeah. it is what it is, and, and people should be out there socializing more and and meeting people more it's the same thing you know when you're when you're running a business or you're doing sales or you know there there are so many people there that are great people have amazing personalities oh, but yeah, they're afraid to I pick know. up a phone i mean
0: it's a brave world Why? out there you know it's Why? like robots <laughs>
1: Why? Like, why? Why are you afraid to pick up a phone? You have great personalities. You know, you could talk to somebody. Uh, you know, until you blew in the face. But you know, um, but you're afraid to pick up a phone. And you know, like uh, there's because because people can't people can't communicate yeah. the way they used to communicate. You know what I'm saying? There, you know, like we didn't have you couldn't sit and message. I, I, one, I hate when, when, you know, we're all sitting around and you're with a bunch of friends or if you're with a bunch of family and everybody's got their nose buried in their phone, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it happens all the
0: time. To too. Um, and I,
1: I, 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 I can't understand I do most of my work on my phone. You know what I mean? Like I, I have to be on social media. I have to be doing these right. things because that's part of my business, you know? So, you know, it, it, people, people nowadays, I mean, they should really start, you know, getting out, start communicating a little bit more because eventually you're just going to lose all those abilities, you know, of, of being communicate, communication well, you're, you're is, you're an is excellent key, communicator. Anyway. Actually,
0: like, that's probably how, cause I mean, I was wondering also, how did you go from being a wrestler, a pro wrestler, and doing all these other things to starting a podcast that eventually became the best of Long Island and one of the most successful ones out there. Like, How did that start? Why did you start your podcast?
1: Um, many reasons. Uh, there's actually... Okay, so I'll take a, a step back. So I um, I wound up opening up... I. Uh... Years ago, I decided, I said, you know what, I want to, I want to do, you know, the Brimstone name. If I'm leaving, if when I was leaving wrestling, I said, I have to have, what's the next trend, you know, um, what's the next, uh, you know, um, next move, you know what I mean? What, What moves smoothly into, you know, from wrestling, what's next? What um, transitions well? And, and it turns out that I said, well, I've always loved comics. Remember, I said at the beginning of our conversation, I always loved comics. I wanted to be an artist and so forth. Well, you know, the Brimstone character, just like every other wrestling character, is larger than life. It's a it's a character that, you know, and I'm, I'm old school. So I had a background for my character. Oh, yeah. So that makes sense. So I knew, you know, what the character was what the character was about and so forth. So I said, well, what would I do? What, what could I do if I took um, this character and I turned it into, you know, a comic book where it was, all right, it's now, you know, take the gimmick and now there is no will. It's, you know, this is real life. Brimstone is Brimstone. So what do you call it? Uh, you know, I sat down with one of my uh, close friends, uh, Marcello Carnavalli and, and the two of us sat in a diner for what we thought was going to be like a cup of coffee, maybe about, you know, uh, 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 an hour or so. And we wound up being there for about three, four hours, building out the incomplete story arc of what the comic was going to wind up being. Um, so we wound up doing the, this, uh, you know, doing the comic book as Brimstone of the Hounds. Um, and I started, that was when I started doing conventions again. I started doing conventions and I was with, um, you know, a couple of friends of mine, um, Peter and Angie, Peter Mayhew is, you know, uh, Chewbacca who was, mm-hmm. he just passed away uh, not too long ago, which was devastating for me. Um, and what do you call it? And, and Peter um, had a couple of kids books that you know he was he was looking to put out and he goes hey brim you know him and Angie says you know we love what you're doing with with your book you think you could publish us and I'm like well um, I never thought of that um, <laughs> so you know uh, what what can I what can I do and and trust me there's a there's a reason why all this is leads into the whole podcast deal so um, so what he called so I said okay you know. Uh, Maybe, you know, this, this would be a good idea. And then they forwarded me to a couple other people and a couple other friends and said, you know, Hey, we'd like to do something with you. And then I had some friends from Disney and Nickelodeon, you know, artists that wanted to do stuff with me. So I said, you know what, it's time to do something about it. So I created Hound Comics Inc. um, and Hound Publishing. So I opened up um, a publishing company and I wasn't just publishing my books. I was publishing a whole slew of them. So I had over 50 books at the time, um, with us, what do you call it? From comics to, uh, you know, novels to kids' books to so forth. So, um, what do you call it? So, my comic, you know, if I was putting it out there, I said I want it to be the best, co- the best thing that I could put out, um, and I wanted to be in with the top dogs. So, I wound up being. I put it. I launched it in, in Borders Books, um, and Borders wound up clo- was starting to close down uh, a couple months later. So, I said, all right, well, I want to make sure that I continue to stay in the, you know, the public eye. So I pulled them out of Borders and I put them out in Barnes and Noble worldwide. So they were in Barnes and Noble and we were the only independently owned and operated comic company in every single Barnes and Noble worldwide. So that was a huge deal. Um, It also cost a huge amount of money (laughs) because, you know, you have to pay for space in those locations. Um, You know, since I had a sales background, I had... um, I had, what do you call it? I had clients that, you know, were putting that money up, So it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, astronomical, but for a small publishing company, I, you know, it's, it's a lot, but I had to be able to give, uh, put out what I needed to put out in order to get back what I needed to get back. So that being said, uh, we're very successful with that. I flipped it into not just the comics, but I did it, you know, I said, what's the next natural progression from that? I did kids' books. I took, you know, I, d- I always did kids' day anyway at most of the, uh, the major conventions that I signed at. So um, what do you call it, I, I made, uh, I, I wanted the uh, parents, you know, because I have young kids, I said I wanted the parents to be able to vibe with their kids on characters that they both knew you know what i mean so um you know the kids would be reading the border pups while the parents would be reading brimstone and the border hounds so they'd know the characters and be able to sit and vibe with them together it was fun and um that did very well um what do you call it and then i, I took that and i said what's the natural next natural progression from from um from that well you know what do you call it uh for me it was animation so then we did the the brimstone and the border hounds we started the animated series deal um, you know, then I said, when I'm, if I'm going to be back out on tour, I said, I need to, I told my, at the time I had, Aton, uh, Eitan Wish was my, um, my right hand man. And, uh, I said to Aton, I said, look, I said, I, I want to do, if i got to go back on tour to promote everything again, um, I want to be able to sit back. And enjoy where i'm going i want to you know because when i'm wrestling when i was wrestling when i was doing everything i didn't get to see anything you know it's trains planes automobiles and you do nothing else and you see the inside of hotel rooms and, and then you know that's it so i said he's like well what do you want to do i go well i like to eat i i i know about food i can talk food let's do something with that so food hound tidbits was born we wound up doing three seasons of the food hounds while on tour um, which was really fun. It was a foodie. show. I love that. I'm a series. huge foodie
0: too. Oh, my gosh, I have to look back and find
1: these. that's why. That's why I got so fat. Um, and Not fat. <laughs> <laughs> You're too sweet. You're too kind. Um, but yeah, they, they, uh, they what do you call it? They, um, we did the food exhibits, and then what's the natural progression for that? Well, while I was signing out in Ohio, I wound up meeting a company that, um, called John's Fiery Foods. They did sauces and you know seasoning lines. So I said, you know what? I've always wanted to do my own sauces and seasonings. I spoke with Kay Johns, and then shortly after, uh, myself and uh, my buddy Bumblefoot, who was who was in Guns and Roses at the time, who's the lead guitarist for Guns and Roses, the two of us wound up doing our sauce and seasoning yeah. lines through them. So, you know, so, so that was, you see what I'm saying? So everything's like natural progression here. So the sauce and seasoning lines, in order to wrap it all in, I wound up putting those, those are all actually built into the comic books so the people who read the comic books now know all right well you know oh a grindhouse burger or a sweet heat treat wings yeah. you know what i mean these are actually genius. In the comics but then you can actually find them life. you know um i wound up dealing with um what do you call it uh, a company who does the candy um and i wound up doing my candies grub munchies and wasteland dust and stuff like that and that stuff was also in the comic and I was dealing with the company who the, she, the, the woman is the daughter of the guy who who invented Jelly Bellies. So you know I had all quality food because I do quality control. I need to make sure everything's on point. You know from there I said you know what's the next? I wound up doing um, I had my, my chocolate bars in Sweet Hollywood in L.A. Um, what do you call it, which is still there? So if you're in L.A. and you go to Sweet Hollywood, uh, you can get my chocolate bars there, um, which which are amazing, by the way. Um, you know, the list goes on. I, I, you know, I said, you know, what's, what's next. I did a coffee line. So I have a whole coffee line, you know, so it's, it's like, um, you know, I do the things that I want to do because if, if I'm not doing it, somebody else is for one, two, I like to reinvent myself in three, you know, I like to have, I like to do, I like to do things. I like to try things. You know what I mean? Some things work out real well and other things don't, you know, what happens that's life. So, um, you know, getting back to the original question, I know it took me 10 minutes to get here, but
0: I I actually, I really, I have to just tell you, I really appreciate that you're telling the, the play by play of how all of this happened because for people listening, a lot of times, they get lost in their own minds. Like they have things they want to do, but there's so many barriers that they create that they don't even realize that they're the only ones putting those barriers in the way. And they watch someone like you and they have no idea where how you got to where you are because nobody bothered to ask to find out the details. And sometimes when you ask people like that, they don't give you the details. So the details, like the, the devil's in the details, you know, you need to know how that happened. And all of this makes so much sense. And I really appreciate you taking the time to explain it. So please go on. Yes
1: about the podcast so so i wound up doing um what do you call it sometimes the best things come from the worst things um what do you call i opened up uh hound comics corporate headquarters and um i wound up unfortunately having some very bad people that were internal and um aside from that i wound up having a stalker that was a piece of garbage and that was a big problem and it wound up completely not completely destroying the business but you know did a number on it let's just say so that being said um what do you call it that was a a, a dark time for me and um i finally you know was able to and and yeah people that are successful people that are doing things they have you know bad things happen to us too and it's it's not you know success is not all right i've done this it's it, 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 and and I've done, you know, I've been at the top of the mountain. The, the fact is, su- true success is being at the top of the mountain, falling down that mountain, picking your ass up, and then climbing back up. the mountain. Yeah, that's success. That's that's you know, that's what shows that that you know um, you're meant for um, you know succeeding. You know what I mean? That's that's that shows that you've got you know um, heart. So and again, I get I completely hope I'm agree sense. with you.
0: Yes, you are making perfect sense.
1: So I did what I had to do, um, you know, and I, I was able to flip everything. I And what do you call it? I, I started getting new people and new blood into the business to try to revive what was going on there at Hound. So that being said, um, two of my interns at the time um, were, were uh, Steve Zambito and, and Kim Adragna. You know, they both had a background in radio and so forth. Now, I had toyed with the idea. Prior with a couple of the bad people um, about starting a show, maybe doing a podcast or doing a radio show.
0: Damn it! This connection—if you can hear me, I can't hear you. I'm gonna wait till I hear you again. I don't know if, like, it's gonna—if my listeners can hear you, but I can't. Oh, there, yeah, now, I can. yes, okay, sorry.
1: Okay, so what do you call it? So I, I wound up um, to take a step back. I contacted. You know, um, at the time I was, you know, with the people that were around me, which were, you know, bad people. They were the wrong people. So thank God it didn't, you know, I didn't proceed with them anyway. Um, But what do you call it? I had been thinking about doing a radio show or or a podcast. And uh, I had reached out, you know, to all the local players here, uh, you know. There's, you know, Connoisseur kind of Media and Cox Media and so forth. People that I've known for years, they've interviewed me. You know what I mean? They know who I am. They know that I'm, I'm a player and so forth. And not one of them gave me the time of day. Um, not one of them. So what do you call it? That kind of pissed me off a little bit, to be completely honest, because I'm like, hey, look, I, I you know, I wanted to try to get something moving and nobody was responding to me. Um, so I said, OK, fair enough. Let's see what else I can do. So there was another company that uh, came in and a guy who, who does, um, you know, like a, a, you know, internet radio. And he said, Hey, you know, um, I'd love to have you come and do a show. And then he tried throwing some BS on me where, Oh, you know, and, and, you know, cause he knew, I knew a lot of people and advertisers and so forth. He goes, Oh, you know, you, you can, you can, you can uh, get your an advertising and I'll, I'll take half it. And I'm like, wait, 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 you know, and you can pay me to be, I no, 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 no. So I said, no, that's not going to happen. Right. So what do you call it? I, I ditched that um, real fast, and uh, which which this guy wasn't happy about. And he liked to talk smack after that. But um, what do you call it? And I said, all right, uh, you know, now I, you know, these new kids, these new kids in, um, what do you call it? Uh, the the um, uh, the two of them were bright and young, you know, and and hungry. And I said, okay, you know, like, what do you guys think about putting together? a podcast, and maybe the three of us will sit down and, uh, you know, come up with something. Now, what they didn't know is that I was originally going to do the Grindhouse Radio. Prior to that, I had everything set up. I already had the name, the URL, the name, the logo, everything all ready to go. Um, What do you call it? Because a couple of the people, like I said, were supposed to do a show with me. So this was basically, I figured I'm going to beat the snot out of these people because they wound up doing something different. (laughs) <laughs> they screwed me over and to do something different so uh you know that being he that said i said okay well now i have to bury them so <laughs> i got these two young kids we wound up going and we sat around our desk after hours one of the the big desks and had one microphone in the center the three of us started chatting an hour because originally it was an hour show hour went by so quick so smooth and we had such great chemistry that we go this could work So um, I told them, I said, look, I have the name, I have the URL, I have everything ready to go. Um, Everybody agreed on it. And we said, we're now the group. So we started, we were doing um, our our episode week. And uh, we always did it on on Monday nights. And and they would go out on Thursdays. So
0: It's again, mute on my end. I just heard show, and then it was like, mute, and now I hear you. Uh, I hear can you me. hear me? Sorry, I know this is so annoying. I... I'm so sorry. No, oh, no,
1: it's fine. I think it's because every time my, my screen goes dark is what's going on. Oh. So I have to keep touching the screen, but when I'm in the middle it's of talking, yeah, it's it's, it goes dark. <laughs> Um, anyway, so what, what happened was, is, you know, we, we started the show, we started doing it and, um, you know, I was closing down, uh, the, the offices because the, um, the, what do you call it? I had a stalker and I, I had to get out of there and it was, it was just, it was time for me to, to move on from, uh, you know, being, doing the Hound Comics thing, uh, you know, in the office on a regular basis. So I wound up, I wound up mixing that, uh, office space and, you know, we wound up needing to do another studio, so we were dealing with another studio space, and um, you know, we were getting our time in there. Um, and then shortly after, we wound up getting picked up by iHeart Radio. So we we're like, okay, this is good. And once we did iHeart, we switched to two hours. So we started doing a two-hour broadcast. Then um, we wound up going and getting our. We wound up putting the money in and we bought a house. Um, to what do you call it? To um, and we started investing in a house to you know run our studios out of so we figured all right it's great it's an old house we got it inexpensive we'll do all the production uh, the the, re, the reconstruction and whatever it is and um you know in this way we'll have you know uh, a big you know location um it didn't work out that way we wanted it because you know again you know you have to fail to succeed so what do you call it um you know we we the house didn't have um enough um you know, power supply. And we'd have had to build, you know, th- to do a whole ton of work and with that and so forth. But we stayed there for about a year before we wound up flipping it and, and selling the house. Um, what do you call it? And then when we sold that, we wound up going into our new studio, uh, which we're in Levittown about a, a year and a half ago. Uh, at this point, we moved into our new studio space and um, what do you call it? We've been here ever since. And we won three years ago. We were in the house at that point. Um, what do you call it? We uh, we wound up uh, winning our first year of uh, Best of Long Island. So not only did we completely destroy the idiots who who wanted to screw me over because they thought a quick a quick buck was better than a long term friendship.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, see, loyalty is everything to me. I don't screw people over. I'm loyal um, and. What do you call it? So, so that, that's, you know, that was first and foremost, not only did we do that, but I beat the snot out of everybody on long Island with, with my team and we best best radio station here on long Island three years in a row so far, we're going to be up for it. So October 1st starts the voting for, um for best, you know, for the best of long Island again. So, you know, hopefully everybody out there will. will
0: yes. Um.
1: So, vote Woody Club, you can vote when it comes up. It's vote, you can vote once a day per email and so forth. So, you know, for about like three I'll months. I'll share so that everywhere.
0: Everybody... So, yeah, I'll be voting and I'll be I'll be sharing that because you guys deserve it. It's really good.
1: It. Um, we, we work our asses off, you know, and, and I also, the last two years, I've won Best Celebrity Personality on Long woo-hoo! Island. So, I actually beat Billy, <laughs> I beat Billy Joel and I was thrilled about it. so,
0: <laughs> That's so good. Wow. Congratulations, Room. That's really awesome. You know, like, one of the things that I Thanks. love the most about you is how you are a go-getter. You know, you are a man who goes after your dreams, no questions asked, no second thoughts. At least it seems that way. And not everyone is like that. Like, in fact, there's very few people that are like that because you seem fearless. Like yeah. you're, you're so in touch with yourself. And for my audience who are all looking for this high vibe world, you are an example to be followed. Because I, I want a glimpse of your mind. Like, how do you keep yourself so seemingly fearless and motivated? Or are there times when you are scared shitless, you know, before you start something new?
1: I am... Listen, first and foremost, um, I guess because I've done... I've been I've been in entertainment so long, <clears throat> and I've seen so much crap, and I've been screwed so many times... Um, I've been, I've been, I've learned, I've learned, you know, that, you know, everybody talks a big game. A lot of people are, are most, most of them are BS. Um, you know, like <clears throat> I've, I've kind of, I've kind of learned that I, I, you can't get too excited about anything because a lot of the people, a lot of people get super excited about the projects they're working on and, you know, and, or they're supposed to be working on and they're ready to go. And they're thinking that it's going to be the, the thing that makes them huge. And all of a sudden, somebody wasn't honest and now, you know, the, the, it's not happening or, and then they put all of their, everything into it and they get frustrated. Now, you know, the next six months to 12 months, they don't want anything to do with, you know, the industry. And then they try to do it again. It's it, people, people are, people are afraid to take the chances. Me, I go in head first, look, some things work, some things don't, you know, and, and it's not, it's not fearless. You know, I, I wouldn't say fearless, you know what I mean? But, um, I've been screwed so many times where, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, what, what the people that, the people that have, have beat me down, um, have done is created a thicker level, a thicker layer that it doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? People, the more you talk smack about me, the more you throw at me, you know what I mean? The stronger I become, mm-hmm. because now that's more people that know who I am. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and, for me, you know, like, you know, it's, I used to be scared, you know what I mean? People, people get frightened getting in front of big audiences. Listen, I don't care if I'm getting in front of one person or, or 10,000 people, you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't bother me. Um, because you know, I, 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 listen, I I've done it for so many years and I don't care what anybody thinks, you know what I'm saying? I really, I don't care. Well, they're not putting money. if, 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 The people that are talking smack about me are not putting money in my pocket. You know what I mean? They're not supporting my family. They're not supporting, you know, my business. You know what I mean? So I don't care. I don't care what they think about me. Um, You know, and so a lot of people have that, that um, the stigma that they're, that, 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 you know, they have to, they feel like they have to have people love them. they have to. Have people, you know, like toting on them, and and uh, you know, and if somebody says a bad thing, they know all of a sudden it's the end of the world, and and people lose their careers because of it. You know, people get sucked into that that realm of just garbage. You know what I'm saying? Um, I hope making sense
0: no, no, you, go you, off you are. It. You know, I mean, honestly, one of the things that I think makes you and I very similar is that we're both very like pretty unfazed about things, like it's like something like an opportunity shows up right and um and it can be an amazing opportunity and we'll you know we'll be psyched about it like we'll be stoked about it but we're not going to be like losing our minds over it you know it doesn't make us crazy it's almost like it's not like we, we just don't believe in the unreal or the impossible I feel right I mean at least for me that's how I feel and I and for me I feel like it's obviously it comes from some sort of confidence and perhaps even this proactively managing my expectations. And I think you do that also this idea of like, if you don't have expectations, you're not going to be disappointed, you know? Um, but also I feel like for me, it comes from something, some sort of something divine. I mean, I'm not religious, but I'm, I'm very spiritual. I believe that there's something out there and I don't know anything about, I mean, I'm asking this to you like totally off the like left field. I have no idea what your answer is going to be, but, are you at all spiritual? Do you believe in anything? Or like, where do you think all of this comes, like this confidence and this belief system? Where does that come for you?
1: Um, Well, do I believe that there's a God or life after death and stuff like that? Um, I do believe there's something out there. I do believe it's God. I, you know, I, I am Jewish. I, what do you call it? I, I was always pretty religious, Um, you know, but I guess, I guess you know. There's certain so many things that have happened um, that what do you call it? Have me question, you know what I mean? Um, question, you know what I mean? Well, is there somebody really watching over you? But yeah. at the end of the day, um, you know, in my opinion, God only throws at us what we can handle or what He perceives that that we can handle. So, um, you know. I've, I've had, I have had a tough life. I haven't, it's, this hasn't been easy for me. You know what I mean? I've, I've been, I've been hit with jealous people and, you know, because I've always worked my ass off. So, you know, I'm, I always try to be three steps ahead of everything that's going on. So people, people don't understand that because they don't know how to do it themselves. So it's very intimidating for people and instead of, instead of embracing it or asking to learn or trying to better themselves, they, they want to hate on you and, and, you know, do bad things to you and and cause you hurt and cause you harm, you know? And, um, I've dealt with that multiple times in my career where I've built businesses and, um, you know, have have done everything and all the work. And then I've had people that have, have, you know, they're jealous that it becomes the brim show, you know? And, and that's it's very intimidating to people and I get it, you know, and I'm a very strong personality and I, it could be very intimidating, you know what I'm saying to, uh, to be, to work around that. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you know, I think that, that, what do you call it? Um, I think that, you know, if, if, if there, the, if God is, is really out there and, and paying attention and you know, that what, well, why would he or she, you know um, you know, put on us, you know, the, the, the hardships that they do, you know what I mean? Um, But every single time that I've had a hardship I've taken and I flipped it into something successful. You know what I mean? If I, if I wasn't screwed so bad, you know, last time around, I would have never done the grindhouse radio. We wouldn't be where we're at. And uh, right now is, I got to tell you, it's probably the the happiest I've been professionally and um, you know, and, and, and personally. So it's it's you know it, it, with with all the bad things that have happened um you know everything's turned out okay so maybe somebody is watching down on me you know what oh, i mean yeah. I, I don't know I mean, but my who-
0: grandma always said that god writes correctly through twisted lines like i feel and also there's all these different sayings you know like they tell they tell us that sometimes you know god will break your heart to mend your soul like it's just like there's a lot of things that happen that happen because sometimes we think we know better but we don't know better you know there's something out there that I feel that really knows what's that there's something even bigger than what we can imagine like you know what the universe can give us is so much bigger than what we can give ourselves but we have to do the work like you said and put you know and and follow the clues and and take the chances and you know also I feel that Yeah, You're you're very humble, you know, you might not even know that about you, because obviously you're confident, but you're confident and humble. And I think that that's a super cool thing about you, because you're down to earth, you're very grounded, you're easy to talk to, and, you know, you validate people's feelings. And you're also super generous, and you give back a lot. Like, do you feel that that has also helped you? Because, you know, isn't it true that in a way, I mean, for me, and I said that here in my podcast, it's giving that we receive in a lot of ways. Do you feel that that has played out in your life that way a lot of times?
1: Yeah, look, I, I give a lot. I I, I am, I'm very, I'm, I'm very about being out there and doing the right thing, um, using my name to help, uh, you know, people in need and so forth and, and, and. Uh, I mean, I have of so many different foundations and, and, you know, such, and I do as many appearances as I possibly can. Um, and, and yeah, you know, it's, it's a great thing. And I've made a lot of really good friends and contacts from it and so forth, which has helped me along the way in certain things. Um, but, but to be honest, I mean, there's a lot of people that, that try to take advantage as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're, you're mixing the good with the bad, you know, just because, and just because I am in the public eye, just because I have, you know, a a good heart or at least I like to think I do. Um, you know what I mean? People like to take advantage of that and, and, you know, unfortunately I can't do everything. I can't be everywhere. I'm you know, there's just so much I can do, you know, and and still have time, you know, to spend with my kids. Right. You know, like so there's you forget
0: that you're human and you have life, you know.
1: Yeah. And and it's and it and it is rough. Um but, you know, I mean, again, it doesn't it I, I I couldn't I couldn't fathom and I yell at friends of mine who I know um, who are like, "Well, I'll never do a charity event, or I'll never do this." And I'm, um, you know, and I'm like, "Well, you know, you should be. No matter what, doesn't matter if people are taking advantage and so forth. It's the right thing to do." And these are the people that put you where you are right now. Um, you know, so you give back, give back to the community, do what's right. And that's my that's my you know outlook on it. And you know, is it inconvenient sometimes? Is it hard sometimes to sit in and, and uh, you know, uh, when I'd rather sit and just be schlumping watching Netflix? You know what I mean? <laughs> in my underwear at home. You know what I mean? I, I'd much rather be doing that. Some Yeah, you know, but at the end of the day, it means more for me to go and show face, you know what I mean? And, and take a couple of pictures or sign a couple of autographs, you know what I mean, for, for you know, uh, um, an organization that, that needs it. I'm I'm happy to go out and do it, and you know, and you know, maybe maybe that'll give me a, an extra space, uh, a special space up upstairs. You know I what think I mean? That when, space when it's is time pretty much
0: guaranteed, Rem. You don't have to worry about that space at all. Um, <laughs> uh, so. No, but so. well, you know, since we're like, getting to the end of, and I know you're super super busy, so I really I'm so appreciative that you're here. But I do have one final important question because obviously you've you've already said so much that's so good that is so To the core and the essence of my podcast, because you've taught us today about how, you know, there were many times when bad things happened and you know or like things didn't go the way you planned like when you were in the band and you wanted them to sign the contracts and go into something bigger and and think of of the band as a group as you know for the money part but they weren't in the same wavelength and that closed that door closed so that you other doors would open and so many doors have opened for you after other doors closing and you've always been able to pick yourself back up no matter what was going on and you know climb that mountain like you said back up so i know we
1: we haven't even For
0: that stuff. I know, like like I said, we have to like literally be here forever. But what is your greatest life advice for those listening? Like, what what is the one thing, or maybe there isn't just one thing. But how do you how do you keep yourself going? You know, like because I'm sure there's times you get overwhelmed. There's times, like you said, you know, you're human. You know, so how what's your greatest life advice?
1: Um, listen, always make time for yourself, but you know, you've got to be out there doing it. If, if somebody, if you want to accomplish something you can accomplish it. Anybody can accomplish anything at any time. It's just a matter of how much energy you're going to put into it. There's always going to be people that are going to try to knock you down. There's going to be bad people out there that, you know, that, that are jealous of you, that, you know, want to steal from you, want to take from you, that want to knock you down. They want to kick you. Even people that are close to you, people that you think are your best friends, your family, the whole nine yours. The fact of the matter is, is, if they haven't walked in your shoes and they haven't been there and they haven't successfully done something, you shouldn't be listening to them. You shouldn't be taking advice from them. Um, you know, good intentions. What was, what's the, what's that old saying? Uh, the road to yeah, hell is the, paved with good yeah, intentions.
0: Yeah. Of good, of you know good I mean? intentions, the hell is full or something weird like that. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. But it's true.
1: You, need to, you need to, you need to, you know, trust in yourself and trust in the process and understand that nobody built, Rome wasn't built in a day. This is a consistent, I'm sorry, a constant, um, you know, process, uh, a constant growth uh, process, and and you have to believe in it. You know what I mean? And you have to believe in yourself. People are going to knock you down, but you have to, it's, you know, and another old saying, it's not how many times you've been knocked down, it's how many times you get back up. It's true. It's true, you know, and... uh, you know, I can tell you, you know, look, if you haven't failed 50 times, you haven't failed a hundred times, then you're not working exactly. hard Exactly.
0: You, you, I mean? you, you haven't done anything. You haven't lived. You haven't done
1: anything. And it's funny how I see people out there often. Um, and it's like, uh, you know, they're like social media, you know, people who are like, you know, oh, I'm a social media, you know, influencer. And so far I'm, I'm looking at them going what, how, what, why, you know, like people, it, it's, you know, there's, there's so many things, but look, they're out there doing it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, <laughs> it's So, it, you know, um, so, um, you know at, at the end of the day, just consist. you gotta be, you gotta be in it to win it um, consistently be consistent. Um, aspire to inspire. That's my biggest quote. I've, I've been well, saying I love aspire that. to inspire. So
0: good. I'm going to yeah. quote you. <laughs> quote, quote, quote about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my, that's one of my things. And, you know, like I've always tried to, you know, anybody, if they're working for me, they're working with me. If they're a friend of mine, I always try to elevate others because, you know, you can only elevate yourself by elevating others, yeah, you, know? All um, you know, you know, the people around me, you know, um, you know, you, you know, I, I, I like to make sure that they are being as successful as they possibly can. Again, I can't do the work for them. You know what I mean? But I can at least try to put people in the right direction and give opportunity. And, and I've always been about giving proper opportunity and, um, it's so true. You know, I even feel, down I super- feel that way.
0: Cause for me, like, I almost feel like for me and you, when I, when I first talked, like, like it's weird how energy works because when energy clicks, it clicks, you know, it's a very interesting thing. Cause I remember the day I met you and I remember thinking, I really like this guy. Like he's so cool. And the moment I started my podcast and whenever I had questions, and stuff, you were always there for me. Like you've been, and I know you're super busy. So I just, you definitely are the type of person that will help anybody who needs you, like no matter how busy you are. And I, I think that you don't even understand how rare that is in, in people. More people should be like that. I,
1: I try, you know, if, if, you know, like if I had somebody to kind of guide me and tell me what to do or give me an idea of where to go. Um, you know, when I was younger and getting into the industry and so forth, and I had more guidance, you know, maybe life would have been a little bit easier. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But you know, it is what it is. And, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, um maybe it wasn't uh you know and everything also comes full circle. So you know, now now you know I'm I'm back into talks about doing some music stuff. I'm back into talks about um, doing what do you call it? Doing uh, maybe one or two uh, deals with uh, being back in the ring. You know what I mean. So, but but at this point, you know, I, I'm I, you know I am Brimstone already. I, I embody everything that is Brimstone. I, I have my own success, my own name outside of every specific, you know, area of of you know uh, the the industry. You know what I mean. So, yeah, I've I've already been there, done that.
0: Yeah, you know? no, <laughs> and I've been true. successful.
1: So, you know, now now it's a matter of me just kind of having fun with it. Um, You know, I'm not out there to sit and and make make a million dollars getting back in the ring. First of all, it won't happen. And second of all, I'm not interested in it happening. If I'm doing it, it's because I want to do it and I want to have a little bit of fun. Um, You know what I mean? Or raise money for a charity or just, you know what I mean? Something like that. You know, with the music, I I, I don't need to go back out on tour, even though I love playing and wrestling in front of the live audiences. You know what? I get the same type of of love when I go and I do a small uh, podcast one-on-one event. You know what I mean? Like, I'm happy sitting and talking to people and helping building Uh, you know, their future, Um, you know, and I'm happy doing this, you know, I'm happy. I don't care if one person's listening, nobody's listening or a million people are listening. I enjoy sitting and communicating and having a good time, um, you know, giving, giving time to to people who ask for it. You know, I agree. A lot of people, people are based, people base their, their, you know, their energy and what they're going to do for somebody on, on, uh, what do you call it on status? You know, (laughs) you know, like, and and at the end of the day, you know, I've been, I you know, which which says a lot for Grindhouse Radio because before we were, before we were hitting the numbers we hit, and before we're hitting the the what do you call it the um, uh you know all the the awards and all that jazz, we were getting I I was I'm blessed enough to know so many people in the industry in general, and we're talking about all aspects, you know, we're talking about anything from music to to voiceover work actors actresses what do you call it um you know what i'm saying like like wrestlers sports figures people i know from just every avenue um which is rare most people are not friendly with people across the board they kind of stick to their own you know genre yeah. you know i know everybody from models to reality stars to this to that, you know what i mean like there there is no there is no roadblock for me there so i've been blessed enough to be Good, you know, very close to a lot of really cool people who have now, you know, made GHR, the Grindhouse Radio, something to, to really contend with. You know, we, we have people that are on the show, you know, where in a million years, you'll never hear them anywhere else, you know, because they don't do interviews. Right. You know? <laughs> and we don't and we don't do interviews. We, we it's around like a roundtable discussion. So, um, you know, we have fun. And and yeah, I'm a lot more edgier on my shows. And, you know what I mean? But, you know, the real me, I I try to be, you know, down to earth and and helpful and and caring and so forth. And, um, you know, hopefully it comes out in in my actions. No,
0: and it does. No, it definitely does. And, well, Brim, I know you're super busy because, you know, you have have so much stuff going on. You know, you have all these numerous businesses to run and you have shows you produce and that you partake in you have appearances so i really 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 thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today and share your life story i am seriously so honored to know you and i am so so grateful that i learned to podcast from you because you are the best absolutely undoubtedly it's too sweet sweet.
1: yeah and and that, and 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 when we have the chance, then you can you can
0: treat me to a coffee. You know? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, we know I kind of know. As soon as I let's let's do lunch. I'll I'll call you right after this. We have to do lunch because I haven't seen you in a few months. <laughs> so, yes. There
1: you go. Oh, I'm down. I'm down.
0: Alright, sounds good then. Well, thank you again. Anybody wants. Works- what?
1: Anybody who wants to check me out. I said anybody who wants to check me out, visit me on Instagram. I'm there. Yeah, plug in
0: uh, your because people might not even know about Groundhouse Brown Radio. Like I'm like, just come on. What what how do they how do they find you? Okay.
1: So for me personally, you want to check out at the real brimstone on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time on social. Uh, I'm verified, so you know it's me. Uh, also Facebook. I don't hit it very often, but it's also a verified account at Brimstone. Um, you can also go to um, Twitter at Entrance to Hell. It's just a gimmick. Uh, <laughs> it's the only place that I'm not. Um, what do you call it? I also, um, you know, if you use gifts, feel free to use Brimstone gifts. Just put me in, so I'm, you could. I'm searchable on everything, so you can you can get me everywhere. Uh, myself and the Grindhouse Radio gifts are. We have about uh, over a half a million uses of our gifts, uh, which is. Amazing. I love them. Um, you can check.
0: <laughs> They're really funny. <laughs>
1: You could check out the Grindhouse Radio on iHeartRadio every um, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have over 220 shows out there. Um, we call you can sh- hit us a like on on Facebook, all that jazz. is at the Real Grindhouse uh, at the Grindhouse Radio, and uh, on uh, Twitter, it's at the Real GH Radio. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, we're 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 pretty much all over the place. Uh, Spotify, Google, wherever you. Listen to yeah podcasts. any any uh, platform
0: where podcasts are normally heard. I think you're everywhere.
1: Yeah. yeah, we're we're pretty much everywhere. We're doing about three and a half to four million listeners weekly worldwide That's at this crazy, point, right? Um, <laughs> which is <laughs> it's insane. Um, yeah, so we're 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 very very you know excited and and um, you know stoked to see what comes next. Yeah, man. Uh, What do you call again? Thanks so much for having me on. I was really appreciating the fact that that um, you know you asked me to come on, and and I'm so proud of everything you're doing, and you've worked so hard to uh, to get this. You know, people don't understand how much work goes into putting a show together also oh within brim skin you could check me out every tuesday 7 p.m eastern standard time that's my own show it's a half hour easily digestible we'll have a lot of fun on there so check me out there too that's on iheart and uh, spotify um anyway but yeah no i i love i love everything you do and uh you're absolutely amazing you're you're a sweetheart you're uh, seeing everything you put out i follow your your instagram like it was law (laughs) so what do you call it uh I, I, pre- I appreciate everything, everything you're doing and, you know, and, 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 and sometime we're going to have to do something together. Yes, we should there do something go. together.
0: It'd be fun. It would be fun. I'm, I'm the pupil, so <laughs> you gotta, you gotta test it out. I mean, Give me my final exam. I mean, <laughs> we'll
1: do, we'll, we'll do, we'll do the, the blonde show. The yes. two of us. We'll,
0: we'll, we'll do the blonde <laughs> the eyes. There you um, go. That would there be you so go. so cool. We should start something. That, I think that would be pretty popular.
1: That works. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs>
0: Awesome. You in
1: the front. You're you're the good looking one, so you'll oh, go you'll go in the front. On, I'm pretty
0: sure I, you're. We're both good looking, and you're the famous one already. So I'm pretty sure, like that would be, you know, that be just because <laughs> you're there, we'll get like four million listeners. <laughs> that'd be amazing. I
1: wish if it was that easy. If it was that easy. It's
0: pretty easy <laughs> when it comes to all the you know, because once you build it, you know, they come. That's what happens. If you build it, they will come. That's what I always believe in. So